Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, and sometimes Mays. Welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love Podcast. This episode was recorded as part of our PBS television show. Our guest is Catherine Ramsland, and we talk all about Lehigh Valley ghosts. Welcome to episode 87 of Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. Tyler, we are out of the attic. It's our first, second episode out. How do you like the new digs? I like them. I like them. I feel feel more comfortable. I'm not on a, a futon from the 1970s. You know, sitting on it. I anymore. like the futon a the lot. The futon got a lot of love. They didn't, my dog isn't trying to like, Your lick dog you. isn't biting at my uh, shoelaces. My daughter isn't screaming. Every... I like that added ambiance. You know, uh, I was uh, Crystal scares me. <laughs> yeah, she she because she's very happy that she doesn't. We don't have to well, clean the house on Sunday right, right. mornings I, anymore. It always felt like I was coming over to like my friend's house and. I didn't want to get scolded. You know, my, I, I always think she was going to scold me. My daughter does miss you. I, I've told this story before. Uh, she's two and a half. She's almost three. She um, went to the bathroom in her diaper, and she's. We're, okay. We try to tell her, explain. You know, I ev- like that ev- you associate that with me. That's good. She, we're wow, like everybody. Everybody poops. Good. You know, it's it's normal. <laughs> we're we're pie training, and so she starts going through people. She's yeah. like, "Oh, mommy poop, daddy poop." Tyler poop? <laughs> then we're like, yes, he does. Yes, yes. So well. you made her. I like to inspire in in any in any way. That was good. It's good that I could. Your your daughter finds inspiration. I'm glad me. you're feeling happy now because you're I am. not I going do. to be in a few minutes. Um, Why? Because our next our, our guest today is Dr. Catherine Ramsland from DeSales University, um, and she's going to talk to us about ghosts and uh, serial killers. And all sorts of stuff oh, my that heart rate Tyler is, is terrified. Go- <laughs> my heart rate is going up already. Of ghosts. But we want to say welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm happy to be and here. I can't don't... wait to scare you. Oh, please don't scare you. Be nice. Be kind. No. For people who don't know you, like, I, I, I've met you. Um, I used to do ghost tours at the Moravian Bookshop, of all uh-huh. things. And the tour was based on a book that you co-authored or authored? Yeah, I, I basically wrote it. And uh, Dana DeVito, who was the Moravian Bookshop supervisor at the time, um, contributed stories to it. And then between the two of us, we put the whole thing together. And that's one of 65 books that you've written. So far. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> I've been Tyler hasn't read well, 65 I, I books. It takes a long time to read books. Your comic George. books don't count. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I haven't read. Because well, I don't even know this. Like, what, what is your background? Where did you, did you grow up in the, in the area? Or? I did not. I came here in 2001, actually, because uh, the Sales University psychology program was interested in a forensic track. And I had just graduated from or gotten gotten a master's at the John Jay College of Criminal Justice. I was at the time teaching philosophy at Rutgers University, and I decided to change my life completely and come here and and manage this forensic track. And I've loved it ever since because I love teaching these courses on serial killers. You've mentioned what are some of the names (laughs) of the courses you teach? (laughs) Uh, one is called Dangerous Minds. Oh man! In, which is the psychology of abnormal behavior, or you know, serial killers, essentially, and mass murders. One is the psychology of death investigation, which is called psychological sleuthing, 
and the other okay. is an introduction to forensic psychology. I feel like psychological sleuthing could be that could trick me if I was signing up for courses. <laughs> like, ah, this, <laughs> one like, looks, this one looks right easy. I figure this one out, and then I get there, and I'm just like, I gotta go, I gotta leave, I gotta get. I'm crying in class <laughs> right now. But for, so most of the people like taking your courses are. Criminal, like you're going to be detectives or, or things like that. Well, or, criminal justice, or so it could be a lot of different things, and uh, the psychology students, but also I get theater majors and and some from the forensic science tracks because they're interested in the science aspect sure. of death investigation. I, I work a lot with the Northampton County Coroner, so I get you know stories from that. Sometimes he comes in and teaches a class, so that's good for the forensic science. Is that- is that Lysick? Zach Lysick, yeah. Because yeah, the one in Lehigh County is Scott Grimm. Not anymore. <laughs> he, he's gone? Yeah, he, he retired in February, okay. and there's a new one now. But his, his name was yeah, you, Grimm. You got to be his I know. He's that's like, you know perfect. what? There's right. nothing that's, else. That I got to do something. Yeah, and, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's a perfect name for it. It's very weird. And one of the reasons that I – because I, I think this stuff is, is fascinating. And we were talking about it kind of off air. Like, I watch oh, – because you've been on what, – what are some of the shows you've been on, like – I don't want to name them, well, like 48 Hours and 2020. Yeah, and uh, pretty much all the nighttime ones. Uh, I was just on 2020. I've been on Dr. Oz. I've been on several 48 Hours, Forensic Files, a lot of Investigation Discovery or Oxygen shows. Uh, pretty much any network's doing true crime, I've probably done a show or two. One time, um, you, you ever watch ID Discovery? It's it's, oh, all, it's like all murder shows all day. And I, I don't love rem- murder. I lost the remote. It scares me. <laughs> to, to my, to, I lost the remote to the TV. I'm like, I don't care. This is, this is the only channel I watch. Is that, is that, is it odd to like really enjoy those shows? I don't want to murder anybody. I'm just like really interested in it. Well, the, the appeal of true crime is the puzzles. People love figuring out, you know, how, first of all, why someone is the way they are. Secondly, the you know who is the bad guy, depending on or woman, depending on the show that they're doing. But people love that the suspense and also the resolution, the feeling mm-hmm. that somebody got caught, somebody paid the price. Um, it's harder with something like a missing person case, for mm-hmm. example, where they don't find right. the person. But still, there's there's uh, people are interested because maybe they can get involved. Maybe they yeah. can become an amateur sleuth and they can figure <laughs> it out. We just had a case of a woman who who couldn't get law enforcement involved in a missing persons case. And so she, she learned some forensic science and she got some equipment and she went out to the the pond where she thought this person was, and they did, in fact, find the body no. in the car, and it was an amateur who figured that out. That was just in the a, news. This just is a movie. This is going to be a movie. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And is that That's something... Like, so the puzzle, do, is that something that you enjoy? Is that part of the process that you enjoy that's led you to the life that you're currently doing? I do enjoy the puzzle, but I'm more interested in how people become... Um, so aberrant, especially if their their kind of behavior is really unusual. Or um, so I think that for me, that's more what it is than the actual figuring out the crime. What are some like frustrating moments that like you can't crack the, quite crack the code on somebody? Is there moments where you're like I, something's there? I just like how, like in these moments where you're putting all these puzzle pieces together or trying to figure out somebody's uh, you know why they do the things they do. Are you ever are you ever stumped? Like, sure. And and how how do you deal with you just keep pushing through, pushing yeah. through? I think the stump being stumped is my motivation to yeah. keep going. But even even at that, sometimes mm. 
they'll take it out of your hands and there, there will never be an answer and you have to live with that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, my PhD is philosophy, so I know how to live with ambiguity. There definitely are going to be cases that will not be resolved. I mean, Jack the Ripper case is a good one. Everybody thinks there's. Did they I just, just solve it? No, I, I saw just read a, DNA. Yeah, no, I, if we want to do a whole show on that, <laughs> be ready. But um, I just saw a book of 333 suspects for Jack the Ripper, and <laughs> everyone, down, huh? everyone who offers one believes they are right. But mm. there's enough question in there to say, yeah, not, maybe not, maybe not. So there are cases where we may never get resolution. You have to just accept that. Because the ones where you can get resolution, you can figure it out. Um, the factor X, as, as BTK, the, the serial killer I worked with, likes to call it. When you have identified that, it's very satisfying. And that, let's talk about that. Yeah, you, you, like, you sat. You were in a. Was it bigger? Than, hopefully, it was bigger than this room that we're you, in now. Right? You, you, met, you <laughs> met with him. Well, you're not allowed to in a maximum security okay. prison. You have, you know, you, you have to and unless you're with an attorney for some legal okay. purpose. You're in cubicles. So the people who don't know, we're talking about BTK, which is Dennis yeah. Rader, was a serial killer, and you 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 wrote a book. And it's currently, it is still out, obviously. Um, yeah, it's, it. and it's different from the other books in him because this, this is more or less by him. It's his autobiography. How, how did you, like, do you just call the prison and you're like, <laughs> I, I want to hey, talk to yeah. Dennis Rader? Can I get a no. moment? With <laughs> but how, no, how actually, whole process, no, actually you know? how I came aboard is very weird. Um, there, when he first got arrested, and, and Dennis Rader uh, killed 10 people in Wichita, starting in 1974 and ended in 1991 and he got away with it for 30 years because he was an ordinary person who was had a family he was president of his church congregation everybody thought he was a great regular guy, guy in Nazareth. regular guy um but you know then he made a mistake and got caught and when he got arrested in 2005 there was a woman who wanted to write his book and so she befriended him and she wrote letters to him for five years to collect information. And then she didn't. She showed up on Facebook, but the book hadn't come out. I knew who she was, so I said, "Whatever happened to your Beach K book?" And she knew who I was because she was using one of my books as her model. And then she said, "Would you please take it over? I don't want to finish this. I don't really want to." Why? Well, that that's sort of her her story. Okay. But then it was. Did it have anything to do with he was the BTK <laughs> killer? <laughs> well, she wanted to do that. She wanted to do that, and so, but it wasn't just a matter of me saying, "Okay, I'll take it over." The victim's family members, surviving family members, had to approve me because uh, other they, they get other the money people, from the book. Right? They get the money from the book, sure. but they but other people had approached them and they had turned them down. So I had my idea was to guide his autobiography in a way that would then yield information for criminal justice, psychology, and law enforcement, so that it wouldn't just be him blathering on mm -hmm. about himself, but would be something that would be very useful. And so they thought, okay, you know, if there must be a book, we know it's inevitable, then that is the kind of book we would want mm -hmm. to have out there. Yeah. So, so was the communication, like, you were writing letters? So or? then she, inter she sort of facilitated me meeting him because he, he was going to be transferred from her to me, and he had to say okay. So the first thing he did was <laughs> ask me to solve a code because he wanted, he wanted to communicate in code. And also, you we had to audition. I had to audition. <laughs> I definitely had to audition. Yes. 
But I was up for it, and we also started playing chess because he wanted you know, to see what I would do with that. But the code was interesting because he, it was very convoluted and weird. Um, I did figure it out, but I, I thought this is, this is so um, not going to work for the book. So I created a code for us to use, and he liked it because I created it off of the things I knew he would enjoy. Like he, for him, three, the number three was very magical. So I used all kinds of three things in so this. You're like you're, mo- you're messing with the the. Oh, this is crazy. So you're going. You're 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 basically mental warfare with the BTK killer. Yep. Does that did were you scared? Were you no. intimidated? Like how how do you sit down? Like I know you didn't like sit down like we're sitting down, but like how do you prepare? Like today for work, I will go. <laughs> Play a mind game with the BTK killer. <laughs> like, what are you doing today? I don't know. I'm crafting a code. Uh, I'm gonna get some the coffee. BTK I'm gonna stop at Wawa, and then later I'll talk to the BTK killer. <laughs> it is yes. It's very. Well, we did talk every week on the phone. Oh, you talked to him on the phone. On the phone all the time. Oh my god. So, so so he wrote long, long, long letters in chicken scratch, which is hard. We talked on the phone, and part of our code was not just the code from the letters, but we watched TV shows. And the TV shows provided metaphors for us to talk through. Um, he he got me to watch Bates Motel, which I thought was a fabulous. What was he doing? What what a, what a cosign! What a cosign! Wait, does he have Netflix in prison? <laughs> no, it's it's cable. It's not Netflix. Oh, he's doing they, yeah. <laughs> what he's got, do they have Netflix in prison, George? He's like do not. He's like, like, what's your what's your yeah. login? Right like, next BTK to the chocolate and, fountain. They and, could, <laughs> Well, the thing is, I did go to the prison to talk with him, but that was the the least productive place because the guards were listening in. So there really wasn't much. Okay, is was he behind a? He's behind a thing, and you have to talk on the phone, and you know you don't get to be that close to him. Was he? But I would not have been afraid had I been. Really? Yeah. It it wouldn't have. He was very respectful, actually, to me. What if it was like in a park? Uh, I still wouldn't have been afraid. I'm afraid talking to the person that talked to the BTK killer. (laughs) I'm afraid right now. Have you worked? Have you? um, Are there any other high profile um, like cases or? Well, nothing that intense because BTK is. I mean, that's that's been almost nine years since Mm -hmm. I started talking with them. That was very time consuming and somewhat expensive, so yeah. you don't want to do that. But I've I've communicated with other serial killers, if that's what you mean. But not yeah. but not for that purpose. It was this is going to be a weird question? Okay. Did you co- like? Did you connect with one I gonna say more than the I other? Didn't like, did, you, did you kill <laughs> See, I anybody? Her. Are the you BTK, a serial killer? The BTK killer couldn't scare her, but my question <laughs> did. Oh. <laughs> no, did, have you connected? Like more so or less with one s- serial killer than the other? Are you asking like who's your best friend serial killer? Oh no, no. <laughs> like, I would never ask favorite? that. But yes, that's I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh. I actually had already been writing to a serial killer from my hometown, who didn't like the fact that I was going to write. Can Raiders book. <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, jealous. He asked me not to. Je- well, but he was like, jealous. I heard you're making <laughs> yeah, codes yeah. with BTK. I, I do not I'm like out. how you're talking to <laughs> another killer. That's, <laughs> that's right. Who would have thought a serial killer had a, a jealous He's like, you I don't believe you're talking to BTK. I'm the coolest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. that's just... 
like I actually have goosebumps. Yeah. Like thinking about some of that. Yeah. I had an exchange with Ed Kemper, who's yeah, who's he's, famously of the Mine Hunter. Isn't he like twenty feet tall? Too? He's very tall. Yeah. He's huge. But he had um, the that was weird too. I wrote Dean Koontz's biography. Okay. That got to and, and in that Dean Koontz used him as a model for a psychopathic killer. Uh, for one of his his books, mm-hmm. that his bio, my biography of him ended up being um, translated for the blind, okay. and Ed Kemper was the guy doing that work, and he <laughs> read this he what? read this description of him that he didn't oh. like in Kuntz's book, so he came after me. And you, you probably don't know. I, I know this again just because it's weird because I enjoy the stuff. I've read some books too, but Ed Kemper like. Killed his mom and like put her on no, a no, dark no, no, board. No, 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 no. Killed his g- father and grand. Well, for, the for, mom was the yeah. last. He killed his grandfather and grandmother when he was fifteen. Went to prison, learned all kinds of cool stuff. When he got <laughs> out at twenty-one, he started picking up young women like, who were hitchhiking in Santa Cruz, heads off and stuff. cutting their heads off, eating parts of them, and then finally killed his mother. Uh, tore out her larynx because he was tired of mm-hmm. her, you know, snarking at him. Yeah, put in the garbage. <laughs> disposal? Put in the garbage disposal. It came back. And then he, he killed a friend of hers, and then he went on the run, but then ultimately turned himself in. But he's about six foot nine, I believe. So this was huge. a man that you figured, let me start a correspondence <laughs> with this guy. No, he started one of the No, remember, he was, he <laughs> read, answered. He was, <laughs> the serial killer was translating a book that she wrote into Braille. And you know what this was, makes? And the, <laughs> this <laughs> makes it every, every girl I've tried to pick up at a bar that's ghosted me <laughs> and never answered me back. I feel way worse now. If this guy could get an answer... <laughs> <laughs> a serial killer. Well, I can't. I just can't, him, I just can't get one text back. Here, no, no, no. Here's how he got the answer. He sent. What one was of, his pickup no, line? He sent one of his prison groupies, <laughs> who was a female wrestler, to confront me over what? this. <laughs> He's sending people after. Like that's that's when it gets to be, because yeah. there are people, and you know. No, but the best thing is she wanted to be a writer, so so then she was friends with me. So are you still friends she, with her? No, because oh, yeah. um, she's crazy. I then yeah. ended up. <laughs> well, no, but um, but it was just an odd way of meeting him. And then mm-hmm. he kept saying the stuff that I said in the book about him was not true. And I and I said, you said that stuff yeah. on tape. Well, I didn't mean it. I said, well, what, what do you want me to do? I supposed to know that. He said, what do you want me to do, Ed? Like, <laughs> that brings up an interesting point, though. Like, so you're you meet with these people. How how do you like credibility has to be somewhat of a thing that you have to sift through because you're talking to somebody that's crazy. Of course. Yeah. So how but do they're you? They're not crazy. That's well, not crazy, right? Okay. But you are talking to people who like to play games and manipulate uh-huh. and lie. And how do you sure. sift? Uh, sift well, if you it? have something on videotape that he said, I I'm pretty <laughs> sure he said that. Right. This isn't. Lo- this is not the days of digital where you can manipulate all kinds of but, stuff. He said it. What I mean is, if what if he like? So I'm sure they lie. Right? And, sure. and make up other... How do you find sure. out what's true and what they're just... You don't necessarily find out, but but it's kind of complicated, but there, there are layers of what they show you that undercut some of the things they say. But the, the advantage I had with Raider was I had the police interrogation on tape, also the transcripts, also the correspondence with the other right, woman, also my correspondence, also... you know. So I had many different perspectives on him so <laughs> that when he might say something to me, I could say, well, you told the police this. Which, which one and is true? 
I don't know if you can answer this because I don't know if there's an answer to it, but what's the difference between like Dennis Rader and, and Tyler? Like what? Whoa! <laughs> what? Come, come, <laughs> why would? Well, I mean, like a guy who, who doesn't this, kill can, people. Can I get a lawyer like, present <laughs> before? Why? This like, gets answered. <laughs> It's, it's getting hot in here, George. Like, <laughs> like, does he have a disease? Not you, but like, <laughs> BT. Like, why? Why does that guy go out I and kill ten people? I don't know Tyler well <laughs> enough to know that. Well, assume that he's just a regular guy, doesn't kill people. Well, that's I'm not what a serial killer, but I am a stand-up comedian. <laughs> he seemed like a regular guy. Bundy seemed like a regular yeah. guy. Israel Keys, everybody loved him. So it's not, you can't just have me sit next to someone and, and assume That's he's what, not a serial killer. Yeah, you could be a serial killer. <laughs> All right. I mean, so I want to <laughs> look back on this and say, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would want her to say, Tyler, I knew, can you I, craft a code? <laughs> She's going to say, I knew him when, but in the, the way I didn't want her to say. He was such a uh, nice kid. <laughs> um, how do you wow. how do you pick? <laughs> so you got all these all these experiences and the, like en- endless endless stories. We could sit here forever. So, but how do you narrow down what you want to write about in a book? You have sixty five books. I'm yeah. sure if you wanted to write a thousand books, you could have wrote it. How there's do you a, there's a, an expression that you don't pick it; it picks you, mm-hmm. and it and it does. I get many ideas told to me of people who want me to write about them and they, it doesn't grab me. You didn't but, kill enough people. <laughs> but you the books that I've written have all it's like this quickening. Like, uh-huh. That's it. It's like, like a, yeah, I get it. You should yeah, have like an, an application. Yeah. Like you do the serial yeah. killer application. Yeah, serial killer app. And you get it, like, ah, nope, it's yeah. not good enough for me. I've and definitely you, had people write me from prison and ask me to write their sure. books and I didn't want to. It isn't just about that. It's about something that's going to appeal to me that I can invest that kind of time and effort into and money because I had to fly back and forth to right. to Wichita. And, and then what's like the, the end game? Obviously, it's um, <clears throat> the topic of crime and, 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 you know, extreme crime is very popular. But what is the, what is the benefit of, you know, teaching these things to actual students? You know, what what are... You know, what are they getting out of learning about this? Well, hopefully they're they're understanding the what I call the developmental trajectory of various different cases. And, and they're learning to not stereotype, to not oversimplify these cases, to, that we're trying to take, you know, an adult murderer back to his, his or her childhood to try to figure out where did things go wrong. And the more we can do that, the more we might be able to develop programs that could intervene on that. So that's that's the mm-hmm. end game is to to have less of these people. And for for somebody that's like looking to take one of your classes, and like, go enter, get a profession where they would apply this. Like, how do you? Like George is a fan of true crime. That doesn't necessarily mean he would be a good right uh, detective. detective. But it, but there's there's a great amateur network of people who work very hard at trying to match uh, Jane Doe's and John Doe's yeah. to Do homicide victims. Uh, like Reddit or anything like that. Would they have like forums? Oh, um, I, they're and, all over the place. Yeah. There, there's a, a great book called Skeleton Crew, which is about all these various networks. And some of them, yes, get in the way. Um, they're well-meaning, but but they are amateurs. But there, there certainly are amateurs who have s- helped solve cases and identify victims and, mm-hmm. and rejoin the remains with families looking for them. And so, uh, you know, more power to them. And, I, and so I would say people who are very involved in true crime, 
could have the makings of somebody who would have that kind of dedication. And you have to approach it with knowledge. So people watching these shows have some knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I would say about the show is it tends to support um, more superficial formulaic approaches to crime and that's really not helpful yeah. to anybody. And do you ever, <clears throat> has anybody ever taken your class and then been like, I, I'm not, like yes. this is not for me. Like Definitely. I don't have the stomach for like it. Tyler like, would be yeah. like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I had uh, have several students who believed they wanted to be FBI profilers, for example. So I bring FBI profilers in to show the work they did and mm -hmm. nope, uh-uh, I'm not doing yeah, that. Like that's what would be some of the deterrence for them? Like what would they uh, see? The gore, the um, you know, the kind of horrific things the reality they see, of it the reality too, of it yeah. and and <clears throat> how it's very disturbing when it's not in some movie or, you know, true crime show. When you see real crime scene photos and you and they talk about, you know, the kinds of experiences they've had with these people and, and, and how it impacts their own lives and their family lives, you have to think long and hard about doing this as a profession. And also how much education you're going to mm -hmm. have to have. It's, it doesn't end at being an undergraduate. You have to go to graduate school. You have to go through trainings and certifications. So when they find out it's not criminal minds, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, it really does show who, who could be in this profession and who really is, doesn't want to do all that. Yeah. So I want to I make sure let's, – let's lighten the mood a little bit because <clears throat> it, got, it got a little uh, – Please, scary please then. do. So no, I think that was fun. How, uh, well, something else like that I you write about. Uh, yeah, see, Tyler's getting into it now. <laughs> <laughs> you also have written at least, I mean, at least one book about Lehigh Valley ghosts. Yes. Right. Well, I wrote a book about Lehigh Valley murders and a book about Bethlehem ghosts, which was yes. covered the Lehigh Valley. So the two of those go together. Um, the ghost tours that go out of the Moravian mm -hmm. Bookshop are based on the Bethlehem ghost book. I, I used to give some of those back in the day. Yeah. So you, you, it's almost like a, the perfect business model. You write about the murders and the it, victims. Well, it, it actually <laughs> just went the other way. I did the ghost book, and then I said, you know, there's a lot of murders in the Lehigh Valley that are <laughs> oh, worth writing about. Well, people, like, if you don't like, you know, serial killers and murder and all that, totally understandable. But I think there's a lot of the people who are, are into fun. ghosts because it's kind of fun. Well, you know what's interesting about Bethlehem, though, is because of the Moravian influence, you have unusual ghost stories. Why is that? Um, because they have a different take on life. And, and so, like, there's a, there's a great story of, of um, they used to, the Moravians used to have this, this kind of procession between Nazareth and Bethlehem, if you can imagine. It's a pretty long ways to walk, where they'd sing the whole way. You ever on, do that? On certain holidays. I'm Tyler's from and, Nazareth. And then when they stopped... You could still hear the voices during those days. Huh. So, for the record, Tyler is terrified of ghosts. Tell it. You, we were talking about your. Uh, what do you do when you go to a, a hotel anywhere? Well, well, thank you, George, for putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I am scared of ghosts a lot, and when I go on the road to different hotels, I look up if the hotel is haunted. And if it is, <laughs> why do you just why not do that? Like why just because I just then assume it is haunted. But why? But then why go to the hotel? Because <laughs> I don't control. Believe it or not, uh, they pick where I get to stay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, the, and the places Tyler is staying at, yeah. they're definitely haunted. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even get a hotel. <laughs> Uh, and then my, well, I'm like, well, my car's not haunted, so I guess that's fine. You know, the best thing to do when, when you're in a situation like that is name the ghost and talk, talk to <laughs> So Barry. now i got to, like, like, get to know this person. Just name him. And, you know what you should and, name oh, him? Give me, give him the name. You should you name, the, the name. ghost 
next time, name him BTK Killer. <laughs> and then you could. No, if you, I had a situation where a friend of mine bought this old miners hotel um, near Johnstown in Altoona area. Uh, he bought an eBay sight unseen, and then oh. he went to live in it. And he had a number of things happen, and he started freaking out and and telling me what should I do. And I said, N- put names to to them and talk to them. And it actually, w- whether it did anything to them or not, <laughs> I don't know, but it helped him yeah. feel as if they were r- people who just wanted some attention. He bought a he bought a hotel on eBay <laughs> sight unseen for ten thousand yeah. dollars. That's yeah. actually how every horror movie starts. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, the beginning of that movie, he's on eBay. Like, this looks like a great, it's an old <laughs> yeah. mining hotel. Yep. Nothing yeah. wrong there. Yeah, no further questions. But no, she's. I, I've been told to do that. When I go in, so that's a, that's a I was just at, at State College and uh, my girlfriend said, well, don't bring, if there's a ghost, don't bring it back home. So t- tell the ghost to stay. So right. I'm not proud of this. <laughs> I was I in this, like I'm I this. was in a hotel room Talking to well, what either is a ghost or nobody? The main and saying, "Hey, ghost, if you're in here, ghost, make it personalized." Hey, Dennis, 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 hey, Dennis Rodman. Just name first and name name your ghost, Dennis. Hey, Elvis Presley. Wait, when you look up the story, there must be somebody attached to the story in terms of if they know it's haunted. There's usually a story to go with it. <laughs> but then we become friends. Like we have like, one yeah, in, like in the hotel good. Bethlehem. We call him Frank. Really? Yeah. Well, what, like, on that, you know, what are um, either your favorite or some really interesting ghost stories for Bethlehem that maybe somebody doesn't know about? Like, or feel like you were scared and you wanted to avoid them. Either way, however you want well, to word it. I go looking for them, but that's <laughs> that's well, another that story. <laughs> one of my favorites is the one in Hellertown. It's Dare Auslager. He was a, a sort of undertaker who ran around the back roads of Hellertown in, with a horse and, and, you know, undertaker wagon. And he would be always looking for when somebody, this is before people had their wakes and stuff in churches, they had them in the homes. So he would go around looking for funeral feasts and, and people having wakes in their homes because what he knew was when when they washed on the bodies to prepare for burial, they'd toss the death water out into the yard. And he, he liked to go get on his hands and knees and slurp it up. What? That's unusual. You know, I thought Jameson was death water. <laughs> but I am wrong. I did not. I, I have never... That's, so what does what what wait, so what does the ghost do? Does he come to your house and just drink your water? No, he does, and he comes to your funeral dinner and he eats the food. What a guest, huh? <laughs> what a what a that's the worst ghost ever. He just comes in and steals your stuff. And you just, <laughs> the, I, will I have, like it. I what, think that's a good story. That's really unique. I never one one drinks death the water. death water. How much time do we have left? Because I'm <laughs> terrified. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to. Um, <laughs> I think I need some uh, uh, living water to just maybe well, that, feel I mean, a little. Because I mean, whew. obviously, if you go to Europe, you know they laugh at us because it's like, oh, your oldest things from the 1700s, big deal, you know. Yeah. Right. But the fact that you know Bethlehem is so old, 1740, whatever, um, is that why you think there's so many ghosts in that town? I mean, you well, said it's Easton. Not really about or, what's what's older. You can you can have ghosts in very modern places. It has more to do with the with the earth that that it's on. Like Gettysburg is a great place right. if that's one of the most haunted places ever. 
And that has a lot to do with the makeup of the soil. The granite is a good conductor of energy, supposedly. I have granite in my kitchen. Is oh, that bad? Is yeah. that a bad thing? I stayed. I was at. Um, <clears throat> I stayed overnight at a bed and breakfast once. On it's called like the Double Apple or something. It's a bed and breakfast on the Double battlefield. Day. Double Day. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we have right, we have a haunted crime scene weekend Ooh. at Gettysburg, which is coming up by the no. way. It's at the end of April, and we the Double Day hosted us for two years, and now we're in a different in this go? year. I'll and, drive yeah, you and pick you up. It's it's fun because we actually do. Everybody gathers and learns how to tap into spirit energy. We have two different crime scenes that we're working with, so it's really an interesting. The only thing I didn't like about that bed and breakfast is that they didn't have a TV in it at all. Yeah, maybe like somewhere. So I sleep with the TV on most of the time. I just need some sort of sound. So it's really weird to be in complete silence in a, a bed and breakfast no. on the battlefield. Like, if you fell out the window, you're on the battlefield. Do you know how much death water I'd have to drink <laughs> for you to get me to go on that thing? <laughs> I'd have to have a, a, a bucket of death water. <laughs> Feeling really, really... How can uh, they not... How can the... Uh, there's a bar in Hellertown has got to make... What is he? The Dur Auslander? <laughs> yeah. The Dur death water. The death water shot. The, the death water shot. <laughs> That story, I, I can't even continue. I told he you, it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. So, what? so they finally started taking it to the cemeteries to dump because they didn't like <laughs> because it. Because this is yeah. guy around freaking. Because yeah. his fridge was full of <laughs> death water. Oh my god, I won't sleep for a week till the next episode tapes. What's the What's the most haunted city that we have in the country in the, or no, in, in the, the Leah Valley? Valley yeah. It's a toss-up between Main Street, Bethlehem, and uh, Easton has a lot of stories, a lot of stories, and they're in the book as well. I mean, they were they were amazing. Yeah, because it. I mean, my favorite. Know. Do you have a ghost? My favorite one is Moravian, on South Campus. There's a story like if you stand at the top of the steps and you say you're for the the British Army or whatever, then you'll get a push in the back. And you like fall down the steps. Yeah, that, that was something that was told no to me when I was me. there. I um, have this. Well, story. you you said because we're uh, you said too. I like, guess interesting because you're you're very interested in the ghosts and stuff, but you haven't ever experienced one that you want to. Well, I've had I've gotten voices on tape okay. in haunted places, but I have not been pushed down the steps right. as I requested or pinched or hit or any of those things that other people get to have. Tyler, have you yeah, ever met a ghost? Lucky, lucky them, right? No, I, I don't think I've had a ghost. Where is this? Co- like, why are you so scared of ghosts? I don't know. I think because they're dead, maybe. <laughs> they're George, not, like, they're like, slurping like, up to yeah, death yeah, water. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know why I'd be scared of the the person that's slurping up death water. I, that, it's well, crazy to me. That guy is like on a whole other. I, level. I just think I, what I've. I figured it out. It's it's the unknown, maybe, and I don't know how I would handle. Well, like, it's not just the unknown. They might suck you into it. Right. <laughs> oh, you could bring them home. I was with. I was. I was at this sh- doing this show with this weekend with this. Uh, the headliner was a. She was a ghost hunter, and um, she was telling me these stories and stories and stories, and they just kept making me more scared and how likely things would be. And so I was living by my. Well, my roommate had moved back home yeah but he I, we were living in the apartment and I, I used to hear noises in his bedroom and i would always think we were either uh being robbed or haunted and i could never figure out which one i wanted it to be i'd probably go with the haunting I you'd rather be haunted i don't want to deal with a, a human being i know like i know those how, pe- they're you know they're i know un- how to handle that fear. unpredictable you can run you can hide you can play dead that's a good point a ghost knows like when you're yeah sleeping. you can't play dead with a ghost man 
But who's going to drink your death water? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know we had death water. So I'm learning I'm, two things. I'm going to start a punk band called Der Auslander. It's awesome. Here's what, here's what I'm scared. Because I, I, I learned... I'm telling that story. Every, can you, is that in one of your yeah. books? Yeah. In fact, the cover sh- shot is him. Is it? Yeah. I gotta, I'm going to go read that. And he's just like wiping death water off his... <laughs> Off his it's shit. Like a, he's like, guys, I'm good. I'm not even thirsty yeah, because anymore. Like, oh. I, got, I had my fill of death water today. It's too many. I'm done. I've, Put I'm yourself like, in my shoes, my George. Death water. I didn't know that there was death water <laughs> before today. And now I it's find like out that there's death water. It's three miles from here. And that there's people drinking it. You got to put yourself... I'm having a That's rough... That's officially my new favorite ghost story of, of all time. I didn't know that he, he qualifies as a person yeah, well, particularly. That's true. It's really crazy. So do you, I mean, kind of oh, to wrap anything up, do you like? Do you have anything to promote? I mean, obviously the book, is there anything? Well, the Haunted like, Crime Scenes Weekend, people should, I think we only have one, one room where left. Can they, where can they find information On about the that? Um, Ghosts of Gettysburg website, okay. they, they're the ones who sponsor this. And we have, I, I did write a book called Haunted Crime Scenes, as well as a book called Paranormal Forensics, because we put the, the forensic stuff that I do together with paranormal investigations and those two books together take take the subject seriously, but also do, you know, with skepticism and show, you know, you have to not have wish fulfillment, for example. You, you have to check things. You have to question things. You have to mm-hmm. be very careful in, in how you set things up so that you're not just, right. you know, doing like what they do in TV shows. So I think those two books would be fun for someone who likes both true crime and ghosts because that puts both of them together. And I'm actually writing a novel series based on that idea. All right. And, and the people can also kind of see you when you pop up on TV, whether it's oh, in yeah. Forensic Files or whatever. Well, it's always funny because we'll be watching. Show. Yeah, or this show. Or this show. Because <laughs> we'll be watching a show and I'll like, I'll turn to my wife. I'm like, I know her. Yeah. I've met her. She's like, oh, why are you watching these crazy murder shows? <laughs> what would you do if the worlds collided where a, you found a ghost that was killed by a serial killer that you wrote about? I found a ghost. If, if a ghost would stick around near me, I would She'd be, happy. be very happy about that. But so. um, I, I'm told I actually have the, the ghosts of murder victims around me because they believe I can hear them, and they're trying to tell me their story. They're, so like right, they follow you? Right here, right they're now. Here. This is a small room. Right. Yeah. They can fit. Who told you this? Several people. Oh, no. Who didn't, who didn't know each other. <gasps> anyway, <All right>. um, <laughs> on that note, I have to go drink some death water. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, this Dr. Was fun. Catherine this was, Ramsland, I'm sweating, for coming on. <laughs> that was a ton of fun. Uh, and I'm slightly terrified Yeah, now. I'm not going to sleep, but so. I'll get to, be more time for me to read your books because I won't sleep again <laughs> oh, for the rest of my life. Oh, that's a good time to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for watching the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast filmed at the PPL Public Media and Education Center at PBS 39.